0: Well, thankfully, the Demon Deacons have someone to play in the Gator Bowl. Everyone can take a chill, and we also got to talk about the COVID rescheduling policy in terms of what it looks like as we're getting into next week's game. Will it be a new year, new vibe for the ACC and basketball play? Who knows? The women as well have a nice slate on that December 30th drop-off. We also got to talk about the Military Bowl. Boston College will face East Carolina on Monday, and I'm sure it's going to be a great game. Jersey Drake in the building to tell you the best bets, how you should be handling things. Here we go. What's going... Oh my God, that says JJ Jackson. What in the world? I can't even get your name right. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Okay, Jersey Drake in the building. Here we go. We're starting get things hot. Everyone who's watching YouTube, they're like, who is actually going to be on the show? It's Jersey Drake, Locked On Seminoles host in the building. If you are listening live and direct in effect, we are so glad that you're making Locked On ACC your first listen and then you make Locked On Seminoles your second. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. We are free and available everywhere. Jersey Drake, I hope you've had a good start to week. I see you're in a new location, so you got to tell people where you're at because, you know, we're used to seeing the, what is it, Star Wars guy in the background? Yeah, right? baby
1: Yoda <laughs> in the back. We got Grogu back there. <laughs> no, folks, if you're watching on YouTube right now, I am actually in the home of Stevia Miochich, Bone Thugs and Harmony, and Colton Baker, <laughs> a.k.a. MGK. I'm in Cleveland right now. I'm actually yeah. up in the. Uh, Bay Village, Crocker Park. shot. I actually went to a Browns game actually on Monday. My probably my first outside stadium game, you know, for a very long time. So it was a good time here to visit some friends. And, you know, it's been a great, great damn time. So and but Cleveland. it's cold. It's cold. It's cold as hell up here. I, I thought Baltimore's cold. No, nah, this is I now I see what you mean when you were saying in the group chat that you catch an attitude below 50 because I've had an attitude below 30 and it's not nice.
0: OK, it's just a different level of like, why are my bones cold? Like not even my skin. F that. Why are my bones feeling brittle right now? So I'm not feeling that. But I see you got the, the, the sweatshirt on. So you really like bought into the culture over there in Cleveland. OK.
1: Oh, listen man i'm a tourist man my, my dad started <laughs> off with me too whenever you go somewhere he's like always grab something you to remember your trip by
0: oh now, yeah me, I,
1: I grabbed this i got a nick chubb jersey too even though i'm a serious fan i'm a big chubb guy he won me the championship last year in fantasy it was, okay. it's was it been a good time but we're here to discuss some hcc football now
0: we sure are we got to talk about some rescheduling policies and more importantly it fits for bat for football as much as we've seen it for basketball going on as i mentioned on the show with aj black and as we talked about a little bit with. On Thursday's episode, we have got an opportunity to really see things happening in real time, whether it's, you know, not having the forfeits any longer, but more so getting an opportunity to potentially postpone or reschedule. That's how things are kind of faring out now with the ACC. Thankfully, because at the first, it was more so about bullying you into getting vaccinated. And now it's more so about, hey, we don't want to screw you out of an opportunity to play in ACC in whatever your ranking might be come the end of this bad boy. What were your thoughts to how they revised the policy?
1: I mean, like... It's always the I feel like I'm always on here or AJ's on here whenever we have NCAA like discussions regarding how they handle things because they always handle them poorly. <laughs> um, to me, the I mean, this rule they put in place now where if you you know have a game, you know, we don't have enough players, you should be rescheduling. I think it should be the primary concern. I think the majority of teams now are hopefully out there vaccinated. I don't like the seven players. You're still kind of play type of thing, because to me, that leads a little more to a safety issue. I mean. We discussed like what two weeks ago where Paolo Banchero, like, you know, loses like what seven pounds in the first quarter, maybe the mm-hmm. first half. So mm-hmm. to me, that that might maybe we should have been pushed back to ten, maybe even nine. But you don't want
0: to see team team managers out there holding it down.
1: Listen, man, we got the Green Vipers, <laughs> we, got, we got a team of walk ons. We got a team of walk ons at Florida State called the Green Vipers. Shout out Justin Lindner, Harrison Prieto. But now, nah, yeah. man, I'm not I'm not trying to watch a bunch of me's out there shooting three, You know, they're much better than me, but still, like it's. To me, that's kind of a safety concern, but I do think they kind of made the right move to kind of rectify what they should be doing because, I mean, COVID's still out there, especially right now with everything going on. So to me, it's safety first, but I think rescheduling was the proper way to do it. And if you're going to be a vaccinated team and you still can't play because of some symptoms like Boston College, you shouldn't get an L and a loss call. I'm sorry.
0: That's true. And they did reverse that, that uh, ruling. I guess you can say Wake Forest no longer has that ACC window. And Boston College doesn't have that loss. So good on AC for figuring that out. But speaking of Wake Forest, they have other issues, not only on the basketball court, but now on the football court football field, there it is, they were trying to find an opponent because Gator Bowl, Texas A&M, announced that they would no longer be able to fulfill a roster for them to play in the Gator Bowl. And I, as a Demon Deacons you know, graduate, I'm sad for them because at the time being, it was like, damn, you do all of this work, Sam Hartman's trying to come back, he doesn't want his season to end on the ACC championship because that was ugly, and he doesn't get an opportunity to play potentially in the Gator Bowl. And now look. He has an opportunity to play Rutgers, who gets to be in the bowl. They're a 5-7 and seven team, and they had the best APR, which my brilliant, talented friend, Jersey Drake, is going to explain to the people how Rutgers got to be the pick for the bowl game.
1: So APR, folks, for those of you who don't know, I worked at Compliance over at Hopkins for a year and a half, and a lot of stuff I did was handling a lot of academics for student-athletes. APR is called academic progress rate. Mm-hmm. Basically, each player on your team is given two points, one point for being on the roster, And one point for being academically eligible. And now you round that out. If you have a perfect score, shout out women's lacrosse for at Hopkins. They always had like a 1,000 or 998. That's how high you can get. Now, if you fall below 940 with your entire roster, that's when you become ineligible for bowls. You lose scholarships. FSU had a a problem when Jimbo Fisher left that we had a 942. Actually, Tagger had kind of one of the best things that Tagger did do at FSU was clean that up, get academic progress rates much higher. I think we're around now, 960, which is a huge. 7 upgrade. Now, when you look at Rutgers, they have a 974. Now, they mm-hmm. might be five and seven, but when a team like Texas A&M is un- ineligible or unavailable to play a football game, you go to the next one in line. And that's kind of where you, where the NCAA in the school rewards your academic excellence and performance in the classroom. Because mm-hmm. Rutgers has a 974. Next thing was Illinois, 970. And I think Florida State might have been fourth or fifth, actually, be, to be replaced against Wake Forest. And I would have loved that rematch, but Rutgers, they earned it in the classroom and on the field. And Wake Forest finally gets to. And they're probably their best year of their entire career or their entire school's history, you know, on a good note, hopefully.
0: So do you think this is going to be Wake Forest all the way or is this actually going to be an evenly matched game? Because I understand, you know, the ramifications academically, you certainly get chosen. But if you look at the matchup, is it going to be worth our time to tune into the Gator Bowl?
1: I don't know because I don't know if Rutgers has been practicing. I know Wake Forest obviously has been practicing for the two weeks. They have the 15 bowl practices. Some teams might have said no because they haven't been practicing at all. I think FSU might have said no because I think most of the players haven't been back on campus for three weeks. So I think this is a Wake Forest team that might honestly dominate the game by 30 to 40 points, primarily because they, they they have been practicing Rutgers. We don't know. And also if you watch, I don't know if you watch any Rutgers football this year. Their defense is probably the only thing good about them, but their mm-hmm. offense is probably one of the most anemic things I think I've ever seen. So <laughs> Sam Harford, hopefully, you know, goes out on a good note. Yeah. But if I'm y'all, you're going to gamble on this takeaway for you know, everything, a <laughs> every single way and take the under two because Rutgers might not score, but Hey, I've seen weird things happen in bowl season.
0: hundred percent true. But I, I do agree with the safety of people not practicing. Cause this isn't like basketball a game of runs where you can just play pickup. You can go do what you got to do. People keep rolling. Like, Football, you have to be in some sort of shape because you mm-hmm. can get seriously injured if you're not equipped to play. And, of course, once your season is over, you kind of check out mentally, check out physically. You probably had a few more you know, quarter pounders than you would have normally in your season nutrition-wise. So that's remains to be seen how it all play out. But, again, good that they have the opportunity. Will we see more bowl games like this? I don't know. Do you see, even at the college ball playoffs, I feel like they have to keep these guys in a in a hut right now in order to get this to go off.
1: Yeah, it's I was surprised they were able to get that many people from last year. And the only one that I think that we saw the big name that wasn't able to be there was Tony Elliott. Mm-hmm. And we saw how that worked out. Um, that would be really interesting to see like how because I know in the NFL, they have the, the 48 hour policy where, you, you know, you get tested twice within a 48 hour span after being tested positive that you can come back. You can't do the same thing with these kids because they're not employees. They're not independent contractors. They don't get paid, you know, for the services for this while they have NIL they not compensate actually for the, their work on the field. So it's like, That's I fair. don't know if you can do that. I don't know if it's the safe, the right thing to do that with these kids, but we'll, you know, we'll see. I think they'll be fine. Cause I think a lot of them, you know, they go ahead of time. I know Notre Dame is going to, I think the festival on Monday, like four or five days before their actual game itself. So shout out to Marcus Freeman. But to me, I wouldn't be surprised if we maybe hear something coming out. Hopefully not. Hopefully this kids can stay safe, stay healthy. So I think we'll be fine, but you know, You never know nowadays how well it's COVID stuff.
0: And I think also, like, with what is on the line, you can see kids a lot more likely to stay low key, not really be out. But it's not to say that COVID can't get you going to Target, right? So I think that's the biggest concern. Like, you better be order in DoorDash and contactless orders, whatever have you, but try and be as safe as possible. But I also see, you know, college football committee being like, eh, testing, meh, let's just get through this. <laughs> like, let's not – unless it gets egregious and people are super symptomatic, I don't see them caring at all.
1: No, I feel that. But I I, I will say I think Nick Saban is someone that definitely, like, has instru- like, instructed me to do this because, like, no, this is like – we can do all the fun stuff, you know, going out, doing all stuff, you know, after season's over. And I think he kind of – the players have the same mentality, like the way Brighton conducts himself and all that. So it's going to be interesting to see how like Cincinnati does that because it is their first time there. They don't know whether or not you know they're going to be back there. Because mm. I'm not gonna lie, if I was 18 or 19 or 20, I'm like, damn, I'm, I I can't taking this all in. I don't know. Yeah. Like yeah. It, it, that's just me speaking for myself there. But what, you know, I hope you know they can keep it a little more leak low key. But at the end of the day, they're 18, 19, 20 years old. We saw we saw that's around true. Halloween. We saw around Halloween time where people were losing out and stuff. So.
0: That's true. You don't get the same experience, bowl experience, as we used to, where they get to like be out there for a week. You experience cities, so certainly are trying to figure out how to maneuver. But good points that you were make, of course. But we have to move to things about basketball because, as uh, while play- teams aren't playing over the Christmas holiday, we definitely want to you know talk about a couple games. I want to get your thoughts around some of the matchups that we've seen so far and what we potentially we'll see as we're heading into the new year and if you guys want to get everything in order with your sports you want to make sure your bets are nice and squared away bet online has you covered this holiday season with more props odds and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the college bowl season and Pro football playoffs. Also, the thick of it is college basketball. Bet online remains your number one spot, and you can head to their website or mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using promo code LOCKED ON. Basketball, football, NHL, boxing, whatever you need. Write to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all sports. So don't wait. Go to BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is where the game starts. Sitting here with Drizzy drake Locked on Seminole's host, and we are going through all of the news to get you ready for the holiday season. We're preparing for the new year. and Basketball's in full swing. We talked about Duke and Virginia Tech matchup. Man, that was an interesting one. Okay, down 14. Duke was able to come back and beat the Hokies and of course you never want to lose to Duke like that never want to lose in Cameron but I feel like it was a good wake-up call good gauge to see how competitive the ACC might be this season but I'm still not holding out too much hope you know when it comes to this conference play on the men's side of things
1: yeah like I mean I think like I said I I don't put too much stock into basketball until excuse me until the end of January if we're being completely honest here like HC mm. right now is very, very down. Even though I will say Virginia Tech, I mean, they look pretty good in that game. They've looked pretty good yeah. all season long. I don't know. Was, you know Hunter Couture? Hopefully I've said this kid's name right. He had, I think, a double, double score, double figures in five, six games going into the Duke game last night. And mm-hmm. it's just really weird to me. You're seeing these random teams actually be kind of like how FSU, I think, for the past few years was kind of like that random team that was starting to be very, very good. You got Virginia Tech playing very well. You also have Clemson sneakily just actually playing a lot better. Did you know they're actually top 25 in offensive, uh, offensive efficiency? That's a mouthful, actually, in the <laughs> entire country right now. So yeah, I do hope to see a much more competitive agency. But then you have games where, like, NC State loses to the right state. You have other games where FSU loses to South Carolina, has to go to overtime at Boston University. They they be, be Lipscomb, but it's kind of a lot of these teams, are still, I think, are still rounding out. And hopefully we'll see some when the new year picks up, like you said, like kind of more a solid foundation for all these programs. But right now it's still, like I said, it's Duke and everyone else. They're the only one that's been, they're nasty.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt. And I think it was interesting you know how Clemson, as you brought up, beat Virginia, a team that we've all been like so scared of. Slow, slow place slow pace game. We're all stumbling over here. Slow pace game, and how they've people have pretty much figured them out and how to dominate them, and they're not having seasons that we've seen in the past. And yet, you know, we still can't count them out because on any given night, I think any ACC team is certainly able to put things away. But as we gear up for what should be an exciting, you know after christmas if you celebrate that holiday you know we have syracuse playing brown and then you go right into tuesday a couple matchups just having notre dame and pittsburgh it seems like a hard reset but you go into this wednesday december 29th where duke will play clemson they're coming off that big win florida state will play boston college georgia tech will play syracuse virginia tech will play carolina wake force will play louisville nc state will play miami all right welcome to the acc you know they, that's when we're starting to say okay whatever, shut up, who's really got it, who really doesn't, who's going to figure it out quickly after they get a couple days rest.
1: No, I completely agree with that. And hopefully, you know, like, I mean, as Canada said, most of our games are, actually, we have nothing this weekend. And then you got Monday and then you got Wednesday kind of like kicking the high gear. You got the new year coming up and everything else. So, like, we need a lot of these teams to, like, show up that we're putting a lot of stake in. Like, Virginia, I have no idea. What the hell is going on with Virginia right now? (laughs) For advanced metrics, they're out of the top 100, and that's something you don't see from a Tony Bennett-led team. Maybe they don't have the players anymore. Maybe also people are starting to figure out how their their slow style of pace is kind of like lagging behind, like similar to how Jimbo Fisher loses weird games because he doesn't want to adapt to the faster style of the game. And then you have a Virginia Tech who's in the top 25 for advanced metrics. Mm -hmm. Clemson's in the top 40. FSU, for some reason, is still in there, which their shooting is abysmal, so I don't even throw that out, but – we need to see more competent basketball because we're supposed to be, we're supposed to be the like the best conference in the sport, correct? Yeah. And To me, we should be leading the charge in that. And right now, so far, like I said, it's not January yet, but it is a little concerning. But hopefully, you know, when we actually get into conference play, iron sharpens iron, and we're actually able to you know come out and talk with a new year.
0: Are you a little nervous about Boston College playing in Florida State?
1: Absolutely. <laughs> I've watched enough. And see, listen, and here's my thing. Our team now, I know exactly what the problem is. Yeah. We're just, we're just stupid young. We are Mm. seriously, like, a lot of... We don't have that sort of, like, veteran leader like besides Malik Osborne, but he's a power forward. You don't really kind of rest on that that much, and our point guard is a transfer. Cameron Fletcher, I think he's been out with a cheek injury. is starting to come back now, but we have Jalen Warley, Matthew Cleveland, who are all either freshmen or retro freshmen, and we're starting to learn the game, and we look a lot smaller, and I'm not talking about height-wise, because I think we have like six or seven people above 6'10 on our team, which is absolutely absurd, but we're not as thick, and... If you see, we're getting bullied on the boards. We had a Balsa Cobra visa Be- last year to help us out with that. Right. We had Raekwon Gray, aka Thick James Harden, so he's like, let call, like, call him last year. <laughs> like to me, it's just we're we're losing the teams that have been there before, and also have played a lot with each other. So the Boston mm-hmm. College game that is going to freaking scare me.
0: Yeah, I think it's a team that is figuring out how to play with each other in terms of the Boston College Eagles, and they're wanting to prove people wrong. And so getting to play a team like the Seminoles and beat them, they're like, okay, I want everyone to be put on notice. I think they were trying to do that as well. With the Wake Forest game, and you know, as the season progresses, you have teams like Wake Forest You definitely want to beat a Louisville come next Wednesday. They're going to want to say, hey, we are the newer parts of – we're the classic Wake Forest that we were used to seeing back way back when. And then the NC States and the Miamis of the world, there's two just teams who are trying to figure it out day by day, game by game. I think NC State definitely wants to right the wrong of what they did against Wright State. But you also have Carolina playing Virginia Tech, which on the football side of things – they slept, on, they slept on the Hokies. Carolina did. Now you look at this Carolina team who's slept on teams like Kentucky, who slept on Purdue and Tennessee. Can they figure out how to really be the team that everyone predicts them to be based on what you see on paper?
1: See, I really like Armando. Is it Bacot or Bacot? Bacot. Bacot. I actually like the kid a lot. I do think, though, that mm-hmm. that's Kentucky lost when y'all. But
0: after him, who else do you have? I mean, you
1: can, Caleb Love's pretty good. I like Caleb Love. R.J. Davis. Did you keep going? Or what are we doing here right now?
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, You know, you know, I uh, I concur. I, I don't know. I'm just going to let you speak. Go ahead.
1: No worries. But like, I think the Kentucky game actually was at a good spot. Mm-hmm. And I say that because y'all got slapped in the face on national TV by a lot of points. But you responded. By a twenty point winning in Appalachian State. Now, I'm not saying Appalachian State, you know, a wonderful team, but sure. sometimes you kind of need that kind of that kind of L to like kind of wick yourself up a little bit, especially going into conference play.
0: Were they like, too so, confident about that Michigan win? Do you think they got full of themselves?
1: And maybe, if we're being honest, I mean, who they play after that? Georgia Tech, Elon, Furman. <laughs> so kind of like they probably did feel like you know, like oh, we're high and mighty, mm-hmm. and they got John Kyle Perry coming in. Ooh, yeah, that Kentucky, that blue, that's different. So to me that's I
0: a little bit blame the U I a little bit blame Hubert Davis in coaching a little bit because I think he mm-hmm. prepped for UCLA, didn't play UCLA, and then he had he didn't have time to really adjust and get ready for Kentucky. Like while it's basketball, it's basketball, basketball, it's like it's different, right? You do hotch film, you do have X's and those and it was just that it did not come out prepared at all. And I mean like, that's no
1: that's true. That's- I, but I also
0: blame players. Like at the end of the day, it's, it's a you know, you come out and play basketball. It's a
1: relationship, man. You need both yeah. to be on the same page. and like. And you're right. That Michigan game, probably, if you're looking at it, even the score lines now, I mean, you beat firm by 13. You should beat them by more. Elon 17 that makes sense. Georgia Tech is not the good 17, too. But it's like you go from that super high at being a Michigan team. That's, you know, they're really, really good. I like Juwan Howard a lot. But yeah. then you have that lull of those four games going to Kentucky. You know, damn well, you're being like, you know, we're good. We're chilling. You know, we're the best <laughs> team in C right now. Yeah. And then Kentucky stomps you. So to me, the Appalachian Day game was probably extremely important to actually kind of show out like 20, y'all were just dominate the entire game sure. and to me that's very important to see how these kids respond how hubert david responds and adjusts, and especially now that going to ac play because you got virginia tech then college notre dame and then virginia which is not it's a suspect kind of slate there so it's gonna be really interesting to see how you guys respond to that but i think you guys took the l at the right time and I yeah. do trust hubert davis i do trust pacot to kind of like lead the charge going forward
0: no doubt. And if you guys are really into women's basketball as well, they have a nice little stretch here. They do not play again until December 30th. So many good matchups, so many top 25 teams. In ACC women's hoops. If you guys have not paid attention, I strongly encourage you just give it a try. If you're not a big women's hoops fan, I'm telling you what, you got good matchups right here. Georgia Tech and Pittsburgh, Syracuse, North Carolina, Boston College, Louisville, NC State, Clemson, Duke, Virginia Tech, Notre Dame and Virginia. I'm naming people who are already in the top 25. Just give it a chance. That's all I'm saying. Wake Forest and Florida State, neither are ranked, but it's fine. Still could be a good game. Still could be a good game. But all I'm saying is give yourself an opportunity to love on our women's hoops because I think they do really well. But before we get out of here, I can't not talk about Boston College playing East Carolina on the football field, the military bowl. It all goes down. And so, listen, I want to hear Jersey Drake's thoughts. I want to make sure we get you guys in the betting order because we just talked about BetOnline.ag. But if you're watching the game, I strongly encourage you to get a treat. While you watch it, you can get this delicious and the healthy built by the best tasting protein bar ever because they're not only good, they're healthy with so many flavors. They give you that extra fuel. And let me tell you why people are so passionate about their faves, because they are low calorie, low sugar, high protein and low fat and limited sugar. You cannot get go wrong with a Built Bar. And by not only getting yourself ready for the holiday season, if you're trying to get your New Year's vibe on, you want to get a little exercise going, you want to get a little fitness in yourself, I'm telling you, hit up Built Bar, get your little pack, get your little mix box. All you can do is get right for the new year as we're bringing new energy. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15, get 15% off your order. Again, Built.com, use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Wrapping up the show here, Dizzy Drake locked on Seminole's host. Make sure you check out his podcast as well as his group, Knowles Anonymous, where it all goes down. You might catch yourself on the Twitter spaces. You never know who's gonna get fired <laughs> next. Okay. It always is a good vibe over there in Tallahassee. Now, military bowl, Boston College Eagles playing the East Carolina Pirates. I've been to the East Carolina, I've been to an East Carolina game. I saw them play Cincinnati. Man oh man, they were toe-to-toe with Cincinnati for a minute. Oh, they're Until tough. they remembered that they can't play offense. And then it got a little dicey. And Cincinnati remembered who they were. And the game got taken away. But Boston College cannot sleep. I know Phil Dracovic is back. I know Zay Flowers is coming back. But this isn't going to be a gimme.
1: It's not. And, folks, for those of you that, you know, at first, you know, it was the time to show, welcome. I'm the guy that, you know, always does gambling picks. I typically, you know, preach patience, you know, pick your spots. It's bowl season. I just don't unload the clip on every single game, if we're going to be yeah. honest here. Um, irresponsibly, but responsibly. <laughs> to me, East Carolina, their defense is awesome. Yeah, And that's like typically, I think they're the opposite way for Forest. They have like a top 10 defense. They actually, they're. Ha- I think they lead the country actually, no, know, the top 15 in Havoc rate, right? which is basically where the quarterback, you know, can be sacked. The quarterback hurry, kind of starting to play. But their offense, as Kansas was saying, is terrible. It's yeah. awful. And Boston College, you know, brings back Drakovic, Zay Flowers. That <laughs> offense, you know, when it's humming, it's humming. And if we're being honest, this is a game where, like, if they both now to come back. They might want to, you know, show out a little bit for, you know, for fantasy. So, you know, how can 2022, you know, be for them moving forward? That's and scary. Jeff Halfley might be on the way to a different job if he does well next season, because I think he's one of the higher. You think
0: you she know, wants to leave Boston College.
1: Of course. Absolutely. <laughs> And it's why can't one-
0: why can't some places just be destined? Like why does everyone ha- why does it always have to be something bigger? But that, you know what? That's a whole that's a whole episode.
1: That's a whole different a whole the discussion for that. <laughs> I just think that's going to be a place that gives them a lot of money. It's a big time job, and you kind of there's a certain amount of money where I will not say no. And I think Jeff haveley has the same amount mm-hmm. too in mind. So but, the right
0: dollar can make anybody go ahead and say, hmm, okay, okay. I mean, a good
1: thing. I mean you can think of it that way. I mean, I I mean, it. And trust I me, it. and Phil, Phil Kovic is gone. Who's going to be your quarterback? You, we yeah. saw what happened That's when right. he left. So it's kind of like That's if you want right. to leave, you got to leave a certain time. So
0: Touche, touche.
1: But I think Boston calls it. To me, this game is – it's interesting because it opened as a pick mm-hmm. which is basically means they're both evenly matched. Now, Eastern, uh, for AG, the Fast and East Wig, you all your latest sports action, East Carolina is actually a plus three. Okay. Which to me is a good value. It's a good steal. Um, to me, I actually probably would take East Carolina plus three. I'll take the under 52 primarily because this is going to be a low scoring game because East Carolina's offense is terrible. We saw Cincinnati, we saw that against UCF and Boston College. Their defense is pretty solid because they got Jalen large will be coming back too. So, to me, give me East Carolina plus three with the points.
0: No doubt. All right, Drizzy Drake, it's always a pleasure to have you. Christmas Eve here, episode dropping. Make sure you guys. Have something nice to say about us when you look into those comments on YouTube. We know we appreciate all the feedback, good, bad, or ugly, because it means you're listening. And that's all we care. We love having all the subscribers. We're, we're steadily picking up over here. But Jersey Drake has some content he wants you guys to follow. So Jersey Drake, let these people know where they got
1: you. You can follow me at Tally underscore, underscore Drake. You can follow my co-host at MaxMovie17. You can follow Dave at GoNoles with a 5 at the end. He's he's old, so he doesn't understand Twitter. <laughs> uh, you can follow the podcast at L underscore Seminoles at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher where we get your podcast from, and also at Knowles Anonymous. That's kind of our our community where we get our DMs, where we get our content and everything else. Also, before I forget, we just dropped an episode with um, Mouth of the South from Logged in HBCU to discuss the Travis Hunters, it's, um, how that all went down, the importance of the decision everything else. Max interviewed him on Monday. I am going to make it, but it's a great interview. Go ahead Love and listen that. to that. And, and as always, fans first, people second, content Creators third, and Feliz Navidad. Feliz noche buena a mi gente allá. So have a good time, guys.
0: Guys, I have one more thought, though. What is your FSU Christmas wish or even your New Year's resolution? We got you got to end the people right. What do you want? One thing for your school?
1: Oh, a new head coach. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I'm joking. Um, Give me give me just give me just a good court. Just give me a solid quarterback room next year. We've lost so many QBs. Okay. I like Jordan Travis, but we lost Chubba Purdy. Mackenzie Milton was not it. And Jordan tries to love the kid to death, but he can't stay healthy. So give me a solid keeping at Transportal for the love of God. Because if not, Mike, I will make my my Christmas gift, you know, for next year with my Santa list to get a new head coach if you ain't it.
0: Oh, no I might find him in Twitter spaces. You never know. All right, guys. Ooh. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Please be safe and hoppy, hoppy, happy holidays. Maybe you're giving yourself a uh, – beer over here and thinking about hobby. I'm just not focused. It's all right. Make sure you guys have a nice and safe holiday. And we will talk next week and get you all through that bowl action, every game breakdown that we can. And until next time.